we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight, let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like we know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 44. Not sure if there's going to be a 45, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today, I interview Josh Rose, VP of Business Development at Cheermatch, along with Kyle Schmidt, their scoring director. We talk all about Cheermatch, their unique events that they host, their unique perspective on scoring. We even dabble into a little, some rumors that I heard, ask them about that, and much, much more. But before we get into that, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already and definitely share this with a friend who loves cheerleading just as much as you do. Also, if you have a question that you want to be answered for the question of the week, definitely send that in. You can DM those to me on Instagram at Jason Larkins or feel free to send them to Brittany Moore b.more triple underscore but guys without further ado my conversation with josh and kyle from cheer match all right guys as you guys heard in the intro we have josh rose the vp of cheer match and kyle schmidt the director of scoring so thanks guys for coming on the show we're gonna talk everything cheer match i'm so glad that you guys have decided to wake up early and join me here well early for me Late for you guys. Thanks for having us, Jason. We're That's so excited. Sure. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great time. So we're gonna talk everything. First, I wanna I wanna say that actually I'll probably talk about this later. Um, no, we're talking about it now, guys. I love Cheer Match. This has been this has been great. This has been honestly great. Um, you know, I heard tons of good feedback about it last year. Obviously, we're in the middle of the pandemic and and quarantining and doing all these things. And we tried to get on one of the um, one of the weeks early on, but the weeks we wanted to get on, you guys were like just completely booked up, couldn't get on, couldn't match anything up. Um, but I heard such good things that we wanted to try it out this year, so we decided, hey, let's get on an early one. So I think we were on the December. We did the Make a Wish one, which was awesome, and um, just everything that I heard like came true. And I wasn't sure, like, is you know, this was that just a one off or whatever, but. I was thoroughly impressed with everything that you guys have going on at Cheer Match. So I'm so glad that you guys are on the show. And, you know, we're going to talk everything and find out about who you guys are, you know, and just the background scene of what Cheer Match is. So you guys ready to hop into this? Uh, these questions? Let's go. Do it. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. So we got Josh and Kyle. So Real quick, we actually haven't met, or Kyle, we've had a couple conversations before this. Josh is the first time we're actually getting the opportunity to speak. So let's let's hop in with Josh real quick. So Josh, tell me about who you are, the different role, the role you have at Cheer Match, and then the different uh, roles and hats you've worn in the industry. Yeah, for sure. So I have been in the industry since a very young age. Obviously, I started out as an athlete, and that's kind of what grew my love for the sport. From there, you know, transitioning into coaching, um, being a gym director, uh, being a judge uh, for several events across the country, and then starting out with Cheer Match from the very, very beginning. And 
you know, having been in all of, or, or having shared all of those different perspectives that I did um, being involved in the industry is what helped me to kind of get started with Cheermatch. And, and my main role there is business development. So formatting our, our processes and what we do at Cheermatch to most closely fit what our industry needs, um, what the coaches need, what the gym owners need, mm -hmm. um, and honestly, what the athletes need. And that's really where we came at this um, with Cheermatch is, is opening up the accessibility of competition. And that was our primary goal. And how can we connect teams from across the country and now at this point across the world to compete more frequently against one another without the constant need for travel? And I think that that's one of the biggest barriers of competition that we experience today. And that mm -hmm. will always continue to be a barrier for us in cheerleading is that we have to travel in order to compete against the best of the best yeah. teams from across the world. And then that obviously adds a big expense on our customers at the gym. So we were, um, you know, honestly, a, a common misconception of cheer matches that we were started as a solution for the pandemic. And the truth is that we actually mm -hmm. started this in 2019, prior to any of us ever knowing that the pandemic was headed our way. And we, we started yeah. it for that exact reason, um, to be able to open up those lines of competition between teams. And then obviously it became a great solution for teams to keep their season alive and continue to compete last season. But we're really looking forward to now, you know, moving on as we do return back to live events and all of that kind of stuff, continuing to be a solution for the industry to yeah. um, open themselves up to further competition um, and obviously get incredible scoring feedback. I know Kyle will talk about that as well. Um, we, we really feel that that's the best of the best in the industry. And we're always looking for new ways that we can make cheerleading more accessible to um, all of our customers and then also make it accessible to parents to be able to log on and watch our broadcast. They're entirely yeah. free. Uh, for athletes to be able to go on and see themselves featured in a show is really, really cool as well. And we're excited to expand on that. Yeah. There we go. So I don't want to get too off script, but this is going to be one of my questions and you brought it up just now. Kyle, don't worry, we're going to get to you. But no worries. <laughs> you mentioned, which I didn't know, I really thought that cheer match was brought on as a solution. You know, hey guys, we got to get virtually, we, how, how is All-Star going to continue this season? And so you guys started actually in 2019 pre-everything. That's, I did not know that. So let's yeah. talk to Kyle because we're, we're, we're going to come back to that. So Kyle, who are you? What have you done in the industry? What are you doing now? And you know, the people need to know. <laughs> um, well, much like Josh, I, I grew up in the industry. I, I started as an athlete when I was 10 years old and grew up in the all-star cheerleading world and just developed such a passion for it. Um, grew into coaching, became a gym director. And then um, I met someone, uh, Allison Ditko, who introduced me to the world of judging. That was about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I kind of left the coaching world and went into the judging world. And I, you know, I've, I've judged pretty much every large event that you can imagine. I've been a world judge since 2015. Um, and I just have such a passion for scoring and education. And when this opportunity presented itself for cheer match, I, I was just so excited to be able to bring something brand new to the industry. And then from a scoring perspective, be able to, you know, we have the luxury of doing this from home without a time constraint, like at a live event. And so we have the ability to give you guys all of the feedback that we think that is important for you to, as you build your routines throughout the season. 
So just being able to do that has just been so rewarding. Um, I was the building curriculum head last year, and I am now the scoring mm -hmm. director for the company this year. I am also still the building curriculum head. Um, we have a review team, and uh, we're just we're beyond excited to to be able to help customers and and hear that you guys love that feedback so much. Yeah, there we go. So let's talk about. I want to I want to go back to this, um, but really. I want to get back to the the why we started and why, you know, I feel it was super necessary, obviously, last year to have cheer match, right? It's, hey, we need to have virtual events. Like we need to be able to do something and people, are like, hey, let's do these virtual events. So now that the pandemic has slowed down, I know you went into this, but I want to hear you expand upon it. Um, now we're back, you know, we're having live events. Even in California, we're having live events, right? So why do we feel like this is still a, a needed, you know, in the industry to continue? Because I, I feel like a lot of these virtual events are no longer around, like, you know, a bunch mm -hmm. of them popped up and they're no longer, no longer here. So why do we still feel like we are, I want to say, I want this to sound bad, but needed in the industry right now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure much since we were created um, as a virtual competition and we always intend to stay that way, um, I mm -hmm. think we will continue to innovate along with the industry and, and see what solutions we can dream up with everyone on, on making their competition um, or opening up that competition for them. But the biggest reason really is why we initially started. And I think we were seeing a trend of um, a lot of gyms across the country. Maybe you guys are going to a local event where you're in a division alone. Um, where mm -hmm. you're not really getting to expose yourself to any type of competition or put that pressure on your athletes throughout the season more frequently so that when mm -hmm. you get to these really large pinnacle events, your athletes have been through that multiple times. They know what the pressure yeah. feels like. Um, they've been exposed to that high level of competition from across the country, across the world. And it's something that they're a little bit more um, familiar and comfortable with. So I think yeah. that that will continue to be um, the biggest reason for, for cheer match, for people to utilize cheer match throughout their season is to put that pressure on their kids more frequently. Um, I know you talked about this in one of your previous podcasts, but cheer match kind of created the two tries and that's all you get. And that mm -hmm. was, and that was how we started. And that was really important to us, um, to, to make sure that we maintained the legitimacy of the competition while also, obviously it was, it was being filmed out of people's own gyms. Um, so yeah. how can we, how can we create a solution where we still have oversight over the competition and you as a competitor know that you've had two tries and the gym, you know, halfway across the country has had two tries as well. Yeah. So it's fair and it's legitimate. Um, and, and it, and it simulates that competition pressure for your kids. Um, when they get into the gym, they know it's not unlimited tries. They know it's, yeah. they have two tries and they have to put their best routine out within those two tries. Um, and, you know, kind of going back to a little bit more of our concept and how we created this, we wanted teams to be able to compete at any point in the season when it worked for them, but also be able to compare mm -hmm. um, their team to teams across the country. So that's kind of where our leaderboard concept came into play. Yeah. And that's how our results work throughout the season. So, you know, um, you're jumping in in December to compete. Well, you know that you're going to be able to compare, for example, maybe your medium junior three to all of the medium junior threes that are going to compete yeah. from November all the way through to April. And they're, they're being scored by that same scoring team throughout the season. So you know that it's a true comparison. Yeah. You have the ability to log on to the leaderboard 
and look at you know all the different score categories almost almost see those comparisons um, directly between the teams and and continue to educate your kids and your coaches as well throughout the season on maybe where you do stack up within your division before again you get to those those really large pinnacle events that yeah you know we we love those and we think that they're great and we want teams to continue to go to those events but how can you better prepare your athletes and your coaches and everyone in your gym for maybe what they might see when they get to those events yeah for sure so you, you talked that was I got a lot to unpack in that statement right there. So first, <laughs> the 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 one day event is is like dead, right? The one day local regional event, um, at least for D one programs, um, especially when they split D one D two and you do your local one day. You know, D one programs stay in there unless you have a place that just happens to have a bunch of D one programs. But I know where when we go to a local one day, it's just us virtually in all of our divisions. Right. Yep. And so I was telling someone else, like, you know, the, the one day event is is pretty much dead nowadays. Like I remember when I was cheering, and I'm sure when you guys are cheering, you know, a one day event was still a pretty decent sized event. You had teams in your in your division, you'd go and compete, and you know, you might have you'd probably have like three teams in your division, right? Um, it's pretty good for a I mean, if we had that in a one day here, like it'd be wow, we have real competition now. Um and so I like that you know, that we can do a, a virtual one day and go and, Hey, we actually had, there's a, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, the team list came out and I was like, Oh, we're going to be going against, I work with a program Dakota spirit. And they were, I was like, Oh yeah, I can be against our U three. And you know, we never see Dakota spirit unless yeah. we are, you know, at the summit or in um, Dallas. Right. And so we have to see Dakota spirit. <clears throat> so sorry guys. But you know, we have to see them. And I think Maryland twists was at our event. It was cool to see so many different, programs you know especially so early on in the season actually okay guys this competition matters we're actually going against you know other teams at this event so i love that um and you mentioned this but the the concept of the day or the only the two takes right so we did and i think it was a great and i want to know you, you said it but feel free to elaborate on that again but determining that you were going to do the two takes. Well, so, so why two takes? So we did an event called uh, the Spirit Championships or Spirit Network. And they actually did a live filming. So they sent you like a media package. You set up the camera. And it was really cool. Our parents really enjoyed um, kind of that one and done feeling that they would come in. That was the routine. And, you know, they judged live and we get the feedback. And then um, we compare that to like the varsity events that we did, right? And we had, you know, the five, six days to go and turn in a video. And, you know, the problem with that is we'd go, we'd do the take, you know, they'd hit it and we'd go, man, that was, it was pretty good, but I know we've done, you know, that jump section stronger. Like we've done that better. Let's, let's run another one. And then we go and we have a stunt drop and it's like, all right, let's do another one. Okay. Hey guys, we're going to come back on Wednesday. We're going to film again. Right. And we, we do this and I felt like the wear and tear on the kids, um, just because we're trying to hold our kids to such a high standard. And we know if this gym gets unlimited, you know, attempts at this, they're going to start to turn in a perfect video. We have to, you know, we felt the pressure to turn in a perfect video. So I really liked the two takes where we could go. Here's your first take. You know, we wait 15 minutes or so. Here's your second take. And then we go, all right, we're going to pick the one we feel and move on and get on, you know, with the rest of our lives, right? Instead of just like stressing over that. So what made you settle on, two takes opposed to just one take or three takes or 
or, you know, any other number? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, honestly, it was a heavily debated um, topic at, at the start of, of getting everything underway is, you know, what would we go with? Would it be one? Would it be three? And and honestly, we settled on two for, for multiple reasons. Number one, um, that gives teams the ability to kind of simulate that two-day competition. So I know a lot of gyms, um, if they're gearing up for, let's say, going to a major national event, they are formatting that with their kids. Like, hey, let's think about this as day one, day two. It's it's equally as important to hit each of these performances. And ultimately, you're going to submit the strongest one, but continuing to train that with your kids that, you know, obviously, most of the events that we go to um, that are super, super important to our kids are going to be those two-day events. So how can we mm-hmm. um, continue to drive that home with our athletes um, in the gym on hitting two performances and the importance of that? The other reason, honestly, logistically, was for us to um, provide teams with a little bit more flexibility or a buffer for, let's say, something happens in the first performance. Mm-hmm. Maybe the music cuts out. Maybe, you know, some, something crazy and unforeseen happens. Obviously, we are still dealing with technology and, and um, yep. you know, it doesn't always work flawlessly. So we wanted that to um, be there for those teams if, let's say, in one of those two performances, they had an issue in the gym or their routine was interrupted or anything like that. So they still had that second routine or performance to fall back on. And then I think the final reason would be just for teams to have the ability to um, submit something that they feel really great about when it comes Mm -hmm. to getting that scoring feedback. Um, And obviously we're broadcasting it, um, you know, across the world. And I think Kyle can speak to that as well. We want teams to, to, to deliver to our judges their best product possible out of those two so that they can get feedback that's really meaningful and helpful to them. All right, so Josh, you mentioned uh, Kyle and the judges. So we're going we're gonna to hop over to Kyle and get her involved in the conversation. So when we talk about scoring, and so Cheermatch has developed this reputation very quickly of being like giving the best feedback in the industry, right? And that's what really attracted me to work with you guys. And I was like, man, this is, this is really good feedback. So did that happen kind of, organically and you know you just had one killer judge you're like hey everyone needs to be like this guy or did that just have or is that something you guys set out to do from the beginning that you guys wanted to be you know known as the group that gives you know the best feedback well we um our scoring team has actually worked together for many years um we're very close-knit we're good friends and we've always had the same type of philosophy regardless of where we were judging um we wanted to make sure that the customers understood their scores That was the idea behind everything. We want you to know why you have this score and what you can do to improve your routine. We feel like the industry tends to have this really large gap between the judges and the scoring teams and the coaches and the gym owners. And we found, you know, as years have passed that the coaches and the gym owners, they just want to know what the judges want to see. That's Mm -hmm. all they want. Want to know how can how can we get better? So when this opportunity presented itself with Cheer Match, and like I had said earlier, we have the luxury of judging from home. We don't have that live time constraint. We wanted to have there be complete transparency. We want everything to be super accurate, and we want to basically give the judges their voice back. And you know, we started this and we said, listen, it's going to be not, you know, what you're used to, but we want you to tell them this is what you do well. This mm-hmm. is why you're not scoring as high as you'd like to score. Um, and, and it's in every single category in difficulty categories as well. So you're going to, your judges are telling you why your stunt difficulty is not perfect, why your pyramid difficulty is not perfect. They're telling you what you're doing well and what you're not doing well. And to watch that 
evolve over last season to watch our customers take the feedback, apply it, and then go mm-hmm. on to be world champions, summit champions, yeah. you know, all of these end of season events. And, and it happened numerous times and it's so rewarding. And our judging, like our, our core group of judges were just like, they were like, this is so much fun. We, we just yeah. love it because we get to do what we love, but we also have the time to give you guys everything that's in our brain kind of thing. So yeah. that's, it's, it's always been a philosophy of ours, but this, this platform and this company have really been a way for us to implement it. Yeah, and you know what's great is literally, literally yesterday I'm at practice, Junior 2 team. Shout out to Junior Blue. But I'm there with them, and we're cleaning dance. And I have no idea how I didn't see. You know, as a coach, you go blind. You're like, how did I never see that before, right? And um, we're going, and we're, we're doing this, and we break the kids up into different groups. And I'm looking, and I go, those are the eight diagonal. And I pull up the score sheet. And I'm like, hey, guys, you see this right here where it says eight kids in the diagonal line need a blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm talking to you guys. We got to fix this, right? And so it's been really good to have that feedback. And I love it. I love that at practice I can pull up the score sheet and specifically that cheer match score sheet and go look at that specific team and go, hey, the judges said this specifically about our routine and this is something we need to fix, right? Like this, this translates to real points on the score sheet. So I've loved that. And so we mentioned about the time restraints, and that's just one of the differences you have as a judge. What are some of the other, what are some of the other differences? Like what's it like judging virtually versus judging live? You know, they both offer such a different um, perspective. Judging live, um, you have a very specific amount of time. It's usually three to four minutes um, to watch a team capture everything down that they're doing on the floor and then do the best that you can to accurately place them and score in the time constraint that you have. Um, judging live always has that energy and excitement um, just because you can feel the athlete's energy and, mm-hmm. and we love that. But judging virtually, you have the ability to truly break certain things down. Now, obviously, you know, as a coach, Josh knows as a coach, the rubric is is difficult. Like it's mm-hmm. very detailed. It's very specific. Sometimes, um, like the execution drivers can be really difficult to to ascertain and identify. And judging virtually really allows us to be as accurate as possible. Maybe at a live event, a judge could have missed. You know, you have thirty kids on the floor, the back left. Um, there's a couple of kids who fake a skill. Maybe the judge thinks that you actually perform the skill, so maybe your score is not quite so accurate. That's mm-hmm. not the live judge's fault. Sometimes it just happens really quickly and you guys, yeah. you know, craft routines in a certain way. Whereas us at home, you know, we have three full days um, to judge our videos and we have uh, 60 judges. So um, they really get a chance to watch the routine, make sure that they're getting everything right. They're catching every single skill you're doing. They're making sure that your numbers are proper and they're making sure that the drivers that they take off um, are, are properly identified. Um, so kind of that's really the difference is the ability to be as accurate as possible. Um, you know, it can present a a challenge, you know, we, we tell our judges, you know, not to slow the videos down and nitpick and, and be Mm -hmm. super punitive, but you know, that's just an evolution of, of scoring in general and, and how we are trying to be the best that we can in the industry. Yeah. So when we talk about, like you said, slowing the video down, when we talk about that, so how compare these two things for me? How many times do you think, on average, a judge will re-watch the video, a cheer match judge will re-watch a video, and how many times do you think, 
a, um, a judge at a live event will maybe, I, obviously they can't rewatch the entire video within that you know three four minutes. But how many times do you think they'll rewatch a particular section, if any? That's a really, no really good question. I would say that at a live event, it really depends on where you are because there are some events that have. Um, very significant video playback stations. And then there are some mm. events where you may have to bring your own iPad. Um, it kind of just mm. depends. <laughs> but I would say... Sorry. Bring your own, guys. We ain't got yeah. no budget this week. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Hey, it is what it is, right? But, um, but I would say that in a live setting, if you are on a panel, I mean, maybe once or twice, you know, I can speak from a building perspective, um, especially if you're looking at like a large co-ed team or a medium mm -hmm. co-ed team um, where you have to kind of maybe rewatch just to make sure, you know, hey, what was unassisted, what was assisted, mm -hmm. um, or maybe it's a, a tumbling pass that has mixed skills. Um, so I would say maybe one one to three times that you could really rewatch it. As a cheer match judge, we don't want anyone to sit down and slow the video over and over again, because that just is an opportunity for them, like mm -hmm. I said, to be really punitive. Yeah. We kind of have the ideology and, and what we train our judges to do is to, you know, watch it like you would a live event, script, take your notes, um, kind of put everything down. And then that rewatch time is going to just mm -hmm. be to make sure that you got everything right the first time. Yep. It's just verification process. It's not a, okay, now I'm going to watch for, you know, this, this, and this. It's, it's just a, a confirmation. if that makes sense. Yeah. Dude, it makes total sense. There we go. Good. So I, I've never, you know, I see, I've never, I, I told this story long from one of my old podcasts, but I judged one time, right. I'm fresh out of high school and they're like, Hey, you want to judge? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll judge. And we, you know, zero training. I'm up there. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, and then the dance teams came out. And I'm like, I definitely don't know what I'm doing. Right. Just listen to the crowd. Like, I guess I was pretty good. They get a 10. So, but, but I've never been on a, um, a panel before, but I always like look up there. I always make sure I always look up when I get to a panel, see if I know anyone. I'm like, what's, what's Greg doing up there? <laughs> see, that guy doesn't know anything about cheerleading. Right. But, um, but then I always see like, you know, you, they're up there on the videos and doing their thing. I'm like, oh, they're rewatching something, I guess. So everyone wants to know what it's like to be up there. You know, it's funny. Parents always want to know what it's like to be a coach. Like, yes, when do you do this? When do you do this? And coaches want to know what it's like to be a judge. Like, hey, when you're up there, where you scripted. So anyway, um, let's move on. So I watched the uh, the broadcast. Um, I didn't get the opportunity to watch our entire broadcast when we were on. But I watched the broadcast. Um, what was the name of this? Last? It was the category match. Was that mm -hmm. right? So yep. I watched that one. Um, and then I was pleasantly surprised by a couple things. First, I'm watching it with my wife, right? And so we're sitting there watching. And you guys are like, hey, we're going to bring up the, the, the top leaders on the leaderboard. And you know, they start at number four. And it's like Maryland Twisters. And I think number three and four are Maryland Twisters. Maryland Twister and number three, Maryland Twister. My wife gets all grumpy. She's like, "When they not gonna? Did we not make the top leaderboard?" <laughs> and number two, American Cheer. Number one, American Cheer. And I'm like, oh, "You gotta relax, as give us give us some patience, right? You get some time." So um, it was very nice to see us um, number one and two on the leaderboard, only to be disappointed by later in the show. <laughs> keep watching it's like you are now number two in the leaderboard american cheer but um that was really cool that was a nice uh, little surprise i wasn't expecting um <laughs> but that was really cool but the broadcast was awesome and you could tell you guys put a lot of 
effort into the actual broadcast. I love the segments that you guys did. Um, and just so talk to me about just the broadcast and why to go in in that direction with with the broadcast and putting that much effort into because you easily could have just done here are the videos, here are your teams, here's got who's got here's who got first, second, you know, third and fourth, right? So talk to me about the broadcast and what makes that unique with your match. Well, I think that for cheer match, our philosophy is to be the best of the best in everything that we do. So I think that, you know, going into the broadcast, first and foremost, we wanted to have the best routine capture process. From there, mm -hmm. we wanted to have the best scoring team around. And then obviously culminating with the broadcast, we wanted to make sure that we were really delivering to our customers something that they would enjoy watching, yeah. something that their kids would feel excited about. Um, obviously, coaches and gym owners get really excited about the scoring feedback and they get excited about putting that competition pressure on the kids. But how can we get the parents and the athletes also excited about being a part of cheer match and competing on our platform? So that was for them, really, you know, to be able to highlight the teams um, for kids to be able to feel like they're logging on and they're seeing themselves and mm -hmm. seeing their team featured on TV. Um, yeah. And, you know. Uh, as a part of our as a part of our broadcast, it was it was super important for us. Um, we actually just introduced this season, and so you're watching our our new version of the broadcast. We built a mm -hmm. brand new studio, um, yep. so that was super exciting for us. We have brand new hosts for our show, but being able to engage um, in each of these different themes with um, with the kids and with the coaches and all that kind of stuff was important to us. Um, I think you know some things that that you don't necessarily notice, or maybe you did notice is all of our routine videos have music on them as well. Like mm -hmm. that was super important to us. Yeah. A lot of times now you watch, you watch a broadcast or you watch cheerleading videos and they're silenced mm -hmm. because you don't yeah. have the licensing from the music producers. So as a company, we actually went out and we talked to all of the music producers and we work mm -hmm. with them to make sure that we can have the team's music featured as a part of their video um, as a part of our show, because again, we want to respect and um, acknowledge all different parts of the cheerleading ecosystem. And we know that they all kind of culminate to to make these routines special. And music is a huge for part sure. of that. And and not for being sure. able to, for these kids, not being able to watch your routine with your music, you know, that's, that's not um, the experience that we want to provide. Yeah. So we did put a lot of, of time and energy into making that something that people would enjoy logging on and watching. And I think, I think the biggest um, compliment we get from parents and everyone is that the routines just keep rolling. You know, there's no dead time. Yeah. It's not like you're sitting at a live event um, and you have to wait for a super long time yeah. for the next team to hit the floor. You can really just sit down and watch constant cheerleading um, yeah, going sure. on. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it was really good. And Kyle, I loved your segment with the um, where really one of the things I really enjoyed about the broadcast was like you came on, you're like, hey, this team got a perfect building scare, or not maybe a perfect score, but they they are our building score champion, right? And you broke down their their elite sequence. Like here, they do an immediate, you know, immediate into an immediate skill, and then there they do another elite skill into another immediate skill, and so that's what scored really well. So who comes up with these um these ideas for the segments and you know that whole thing? Um, I think it's really more of a group effort. I think this the category match was specifically focused on all of the categories of the score sheet, which is why mm -hmm. I was brought in and kind of just like give you a peek into a judge's brain about what we see and, and why that sequence was rewarded. Yeah. Um, so 
really happy to hear that you liked that because <laughs> it was a little nerve wracking for me. Um, I was taking notes. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that teams in our division, like we didn't compete against them that weekend, but they're, we have a, a junior, we have a U17 level four. And so they go up and you're like, hey, this team scored whatever. And I was like, oh, what? Let me take some notes on what they're doing. Makes, oh, <laughs> hey, guys, we got some new things we're going to be doing. <laughs> they, see, there you go. Yeah. So I but I think that like like Josh said, there are different identities and themes and and we have such a fantastic production team. Uh, we have a mm-hmm. great director and producer. And um, and so I think it was really just a group effort. Um, you know, Josh, do you want to speak to how the rest of the identities came about? Yeah, we just wanted to, obviously last season, um, when you guys were trying to get into a match, they were just match one, match two, match three. We just kind of moved mm-hmm. to this season that way. And this year we were like, let's make each of them fun. Let's make our broadcast different. Yeah. So you know when you're logging on, you know, that that's a, it's a different show every week. So you guys were a part of the Make-A-Wish match. So we brought in some folks from um, Make-A-Wish Colorado, because that's where our studio is based. And they kind of mm-hmm. talked about that mission and us getting behind that. Obviously, the category match brought in some of our judges and highlighted, um, you know, their feedback as they watch the routine. So we wanted a way to make each of these broadcasts unique um, and yep. for the teams to feel like they could engage in each of the themes. Um, but yeah, the the production team behind it is amazing. Um, they fly out actually from California every single week um, to film our show, which is incredible, and uh, work with all of our hosts and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, so go go into those different identities. It sounds like that's what we're calling them. But we had right the Make a Wish, the category match. I know there's East versus West. Talk about some of these different themes and what you know, what makes those unique and what you're trying to target in those these events. Yeah, so um, East versus West is actually our our very next broadcast that's coming mm-hmm. up. Um, so within that, obviously, um, teams will be competing just as they normally would um, within mm-hmm. their own division. And then we'll actually be running um, a, a, you know, overall competition within the match to yep. see if the East will be victorious or the West yeah. will be victorious. So I'm, I'm sure you're rooting for the West, but Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, from there, obviously, we have we have a ton of different fun ones. We have the battle. We have celebration. We have a bunch of different ones. Um, and then we also have our specialty events. Uh, mm-hmm. And those are ones that we're really excited about. Um, we have the cheer abilities match and the all-star prep match that are coming up pretty soon here. And those are, you know, just just for us, a, a way to acknowledge and uh, to highlight those, those groups of kids that work really, really yeah, hard. And sometimes sure. don't have that opportunity provided to them in the industry to highlight their teams. And that yeah. was something that was really important to us. And then we have the global match as well, which is a really unique opportunity um, for world's teams to get on the world scoring system, yeah. um, comparative scoring system as a part of their division. And that's in March. So a lot of different ways um, and, and different um, opportunities for you know unique sets of teams to jump into a match that is designed or suited for them. Um, that's going to expose them, obviously, in that Worlds match. Um, that's that's just for Worlds teams, but it's an opportunity for them to jump in and know that other Worlds teams from across the country are going to be joining in Yeah, um, and know that that competition is going to be there for them. So a couple of one match you didn't mention, which I guess it's not technically a match or maybe you guys call it a match, was the like the scores only match. So I know we're going to after we did our first event, we did the Make-A-Wish after we did make a wish and all the feedback we got back, I was like, Oh, we've got to, 
we've got to get on the schedule again before we head to the summit. So I saw that there's the scores only. So you want to walk the audience through what the scores only match is? Yeah. Um, so we decided we had like a preseason and then a postseason that we mm-hmm. wanted to put on the schedule. And the preseason was really early on and um, was just kind of a almost like, you know, I don't know if your gym does this. I assume so. You guys um, have like showcases. And so mm-hmm. you are not quite ready to get on the mat and compete yet against teams, but you're really interested in what what your routines look like, how they might mm-hmm. score. That's at the beginning of the season. So we offer like, you know, come compete with cheer match, utilize our app, utilize our technology, get all of the scores from the judges and all of that stuff. But we won't, it won't actually be a match where there, where there's a broadcast and where there's production and all of that stuff, just kind of like an internal mm-hmm. thing. Yep. And we decided to do it um, postseason. So you had mentioned, you know, right before the summit um, and the global match is kind of a way to do that, uh, to get on the world score sheet before you go to worlds. Yep. Um, and so that's, that was the idea behind that as well. You know, come compete with us, you know, with all of the routine upgrades or the end of the season routine that you have, get those scores, get that feedback. Um, but you're not necessarily like completely participating in a cheer match. This is just, hey, I want I want that scoring feedback. Did I make the right upgrades to my routine? What do I still need to focus on um, right before we get to those those last season events? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we always make <clears throat> hard part about coaching is you don't know what the judges enjoy really as a coach. You don't know how it's going to play. I remember one time we had we did this elite sequence. I thought it was the greatest elite sequence in the world, right? And we get to our first event and I'm like, dude, this thing is going to kill. And, you know, we get, and they're like, eight, six. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I'm like, so upset. Like our score so low, you know, and I emailing judges. I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, well, you know, there's too much this, not enough that you did. You did this twice. And he really gave me a good, like, hey, this is what's wrong with that that stunt sequence, right? And and I was like, okay. And as a coach, you make upgrades that you think are going to work, but you don't really know until until a judge actually judges it and they give you some feedback on it. And they, you know, I really like this. I really don't. You know, I, I didn't really care for this too much, right? And so I love that that we get to, especially at the end of the season, you're trying to put yourself in the best position to go to you know, worlds, um, to go to the summit, to go to all-star worlds, wherever you're going. Right. And then you want to make an upgrade, but you're not sure how it's going to play to get that one last opportunity to get feedback and go, okay, that was the right decision or that was the wrong decision. Let's go with this instead. So, um, you know, shout out to you guys. So, you know, this is just a a plug, you know, just a shameless, it's not even shameless. I have no shame. It is shameless, (laughs) I guess then, uh, you got to do, if you haven't done a cheer match, you, you got to definitely do that that scores only uh, if you're heading to the end of season events. But the event, the other event, it was great. I mean, I loved everything about it. So anyway, um, did you want to say something, Kyle? I thought you. No, I was just, um, I was saying you, you hit the nail on the head. Like you might have gotten low scores in a certain category all season, mm-hmm. but you weren't, maybe you had an idea. Okay, well, this is how I can fix it. But then like, exactly like you said, what, what if, what if that makes it worse? <laughs> you know? <so. laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and we, you know, like I said earlier, some of the most rewarding things have been customers that came back to us repeatedly throughout the season as they made changes. And then, um, we're just ended up being super successful and and we just love to see that rewarding thing. There we go. So can I, can I keep it real with you guys? Always. Oh, 
always just always got silent. You're like, oh. So we <laughs> have this question. We do um, this thing called the um, question of the week, right? And coaches and parents send in questions, and I just answer them on air and go, hey, you know, this is my opinion on that. And we got a question last year, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. But it was about cheer match, so I'm going to ask you guys. But I gave my okay. opinion. They said, I hear that Wendy Ayers, owner of Cheer Central Sun, her husband owns Cheer Match, and that <laughs> Cheer Central Sun's teams compete at Cheer Match. You know, and I don't know what they said, but I know they're trying to insinuating, they're trying to insinuate there's cheating going on. So what what do we say to this this rumor, this this, you know, going on? What do we have to say to that? Yeah, so there's actually um several. There's an ownership group of um of you know people individuals that own cheer match and the goal actually mm -hmm. um was to ensure that we were including gym owners coaches all kinds of different mm -hmm. industry professionals to make sure that what we were doing and what we were developing as a company was um you know providing our customers which are the gym owners and the coaches and all that kind of stuff uh yeah. with what they were really looking for but with that being said, um, obviously scoring is something that's super delicate and that is a protected area of the company um, that no mm. one has anything to do with except for Kyle yeah. Schmidt and her team. So <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. And, you know, it's funny. I said, you know, on the podcast, I remember answering like, yeah, a gym owner. I was like, well, there's nothing wrong. If you think about it logically, the people who put on events are already in the industry they're either gym like who could it be it could be a a gym owner who goes hey i can i run this business i'm gonna put on events it could be a parent i guess who goes i'm gonna start putting on events or it could be someone random just completely random you know so it's very likely when you trace all these events back they go back to a gym owner right and so um right as i'm talking to my partner Brittany, she's like would if if you have host, host hosted a company would American go? I was like, you darn right. They'd be the first one signed up for the event. So anyway, I, I've never felt um, any type of way about about that. So, but thank you for your your honesty and yeah, so, anytime. So, so <laughs> parents don't go fretting that you know. And I, and I said, Cheer Central Sense is a really good gym, so they're probably going to win a bunch of those competitions. But you know, it's not because you know they got someone in their back pocket. But but hey, um, American Cheer is still top of the leaderboard. So yeah, <laughs> let's let's go. I got stock in the company too, people. <laughs> yeah, scoring is super 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 important to us, and um, we don't no, we don't let any of that fly at yeah. all. It's right, and that's it. No matter and, what, and you would, and you would know, are. like as coaches, you would know. You're like, yo, something's fishy going on here. Right. And maybe yeah. someone feels like they got burned and they lost to a team. They maybe feel like they shouldn't have. But, you know, with this big of a sample size at this time. Right. You wouldn't know if something fishy was going on with, with scores. Right. So anyway. All right. Here we go. So last three questions. Um, oh, real quick. No, before we get to the last three questions. So those last four questions. Um, how did I forget that? What are some of the struggles have been for both of you? I want both of you guys to, to attack this. What have some of the struggles been, you know, this whole time, obviously, it's new. We had to go through everything with the pandemic, which might have been a, a good for you guys a little bit. Uh, but what's some of the struggles been um, with Cheer Match so far, or just you know in your day to day with the company? 
Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, you know, dealing or, or, or helping gyms through this process of kind of the unpredictability of their season has definitely mm-hmm. been a hurdle. Uh, what's nice for us is we do have almost ultimate flexibility of allowing gyms to compete whenever they want to. Um, mm-hmm. So it's nice. So we can move we can move teams around as needed. But that's been obviously a hurdle that we've had to work with gyms on. You know, there is a COVID case or there is an injury. Um, all of those things that that kind of come up and and they have to rearrange their schedule. I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing that we've been seeing this season um, is a little bit of uh, you know what we we call it at our company pandemic fatigue. Um, and mm-hmm. people maybe not necessarily wanting to embrace virtual competitions as much mm-hmm. as uh, they did in the last season, because that was maybe their only option for competing yep. last year. And so it's super important for them to get back to live events. Um, and as we've progressed through the season, obviously, we've continued to come back around um, with gyms that that now really do see that these virtual competitions are a really integral part of mm-hmm. um, of their season and of their schedule and, and the success of their teams. But continuing to, you know, obviously walk that fine line of, um, of you know, doing those live events and those virtual events, I think is really important for gym owners. Yeah. Um, so us being a part of that, you know, is, is important to us and um, being there for teams as needed and continuing to, to um, prove ourselves as uh, something that is important for, for these, yeah. these teams. I will say, Mr. Rose, you guys have proved yourselves. You really have. Like I'm Thank thoroughly you. impressed. You get the let's talk to your stamp of approval. Work. You'll, you'll That's get a your big deal. Soon. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, let's hear it. So it's really funny. Um, I didn't think like this would be a thing, but because we have um, teams that compete with us from all over the world, we also have judges that that judge for us all over the world. I have judges in New Zealand, Australia, the UK, um, Amsterdam, uh, Ireland. And and it's just, so a lot of it is balancing time zones. And it's Mm -hmm. so funny. um, I I never thought that I would know what time of the world everybody was in and making sure that we to answer questions and all that stuff too. So that's been a funny struggle that we haven't anticipated. Um, And then really, I wouldn't even say it's a struggle. Um, It's just making sure that we are constantly educating our judges. We have monthly webinars with them. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, we're seeing this trend or we're seeing this or let's make sure that you're focusing on this because we just want to make sure that nothing falls by the wayside. Sometimes the season can go on and you can get into March and all that stuff and people get tired or people get you know, a little bit checked out. So we just really, really focus on making sure everybody stays checked in um, from, from start to finish, because especially towards that end of the season, that's when that, when our feedback is really valuable to you guys as customers. Yeah, for sure. So you just did that. I hope that I'm not spoiling anything. I really hope (laughs) I'm not. Um, But you mentioned this Kyle in the, um, in that webinar we did the other day on scoring but you mentioned about that um, that judges pipeline. Do you want to talk about? Can we talk about that right now? Can you can you share share the audience if anyone wants to get into judging how they can do I that? Sure. Um, so we also realize that there's a little bit of a barrier to getting into the judging industry. You know, where do you even begin? I know cheerleading. I love and, cheerleading. And real, real quick, <clears throat> we have a lot of parents to listen. Is this open to parents as well? I. <laughs> It, it definitely needs to be something, someone with knowledge of the sport. Um, I, I don't necessarily know if, if it's the best avenue for parents. I think it's really more targeted towards a gym owner or a coach. 
Um, because you do need to be familiar with the sport. You do need to know what you're looking at. You do need to know what skills are. Um, but we call it the starting line. Um, and we are going to start with five judges in every category. So it's five building, five tumbling, five overall, five safety and deduction. And we are going to um, just start an, a full on training program. Um, I believe it's going to start um, as, as a free thing. And uh, just because we all we want to do is make the industry better. Um, and then it will be training courses, skill identification, how to script, how to read the rubric, and then um, kind of easing into shadowing, shadowing our cheer match yeah. judges during a match. Um, kind of, hey, what did you get? This is what I got. Let's compare notes. Why is this the correct score? Why is this not the correct score? Because we really just want to bring in that new that new wave, um, mm -hmm. that new wave of talent that we know is out there. There are some of the best minds in cheerleading out there that are not judging because they're in a gym and they're still coaching. And we want to give that opportunity to them because um, it, that you got that would make some of the best judges. So yeah, there yeah, we go. Really, yeah. Every judge I talk to says, Jason, I know, so now I'm the guy who's not taking my own advice, right? But every judge I talk to is like, Jason, you've got to get, like, you see the routine so much differently, like, when you actually get up there and judge and make you a better coach. I'm like, ah, I know. I'm so busy. I'm too busy to judge. But anyone out there interested, if you're interested in judging, you know, you, that's awesome, you know, yeah, join the program. The start, it's the starting line? It's called the starting line, um, and we will be out some information on all of our social media um very shortly there we go all right um all right now we're gonna get into the last i now have i have my final three questions but i have one more question because we just you guys are just so interesting here we go <laughs> is there anything else before we get to the final three questions anything else you guys want to talk about um that we didn't get the opportunity to talk about hmm. I don't know. um we are going worldwide so the international match, we just introduced that. Um, obviously, we've always been open um, mm -hmm. to the entire market, um, but we just introduced an international only match for teams outside of the US okay, yeah. uh, to be able to compete. So that's something that we are very, very excited about um, because obviously talk about barrier for competition in the US, the whole nother ball game for these teams um, that yeah. are you know overseas and, and, and obviously not able to expose themselves to that level of competition unless you know, they travel across an ocean. Um, so that's something yeah, that yeah. we're really excited about is opening that up for these international teams uh, to be able to compete with each other. There we go. Good stuff. When I listen to my, uh, when I look at my my demographics of, you know, who's listening, who's not, li you know, all those different things. Now we're 95% US based, right? And then we have, I mean, we have listeners everywhere. Australia, obviously we have Canada, Mexico, New Zealand, um, Latvia, well, everywhere. It's crazy how many different countries, you know, this is reaching. Uh, Denmark, shout out to Denmark, Sweden. So anyway, um, Kyle, anything else you want to talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk, that I didn't get the chance to ask you about? Um, no, I think you covered everything, all, all things scoring and judges. Um, and I really appreciate you bringing up the starting line too, because that's something we're, we're very passionate about. There we go. I actually mentioned it to one of our, our coaches and I thought, you know, She's young, trying to get it, you know, trying to learn, um, super passionate about coaching, right? But still needs to like learn, like just the nuances of, of everything, especially like the score sheet, right? And so I thought mm -hmm. that'd be a great opportunity for her. Like, hey, you really should join this program. It would really help you um, like understand these things, right? So, all right. So let's hop into these last three questions. Final three questions. Um, we'll start with you, Kyle. 
What needs to start, stop, and change in the industry? Oh, wow. Okay. So what needs to stop in the industry is everyone being so negative towards each other. I think that that's what needs to stop. I think that things are dividing our industry. And really, at the end of the day, all we want is to bring everybody together. We want to improve the industry because cheering as an athlete, where those are some of the best memories that I have. My coach who coached me as an athlete, her and I still have a fantastic relationship. You know, these, it's so much more than just cheerleading. It's teaching these kids lessons. It's building bonds, overcoming adversity. And the more I see the divisiveness in the industry, the more I see that athletes are burnt out and they don't want to participate anymore. Um, So that would be, you know, I think the divisiveness needs to stop. I think we need to start caring about each other and working together and just working towards one common unified sport so that it can get back to just the passion. Um, And then in terms of change, I think it's really all just rolled into rolled into all of that stuff. We just need to Mm -hmm. move forward into a a stronger progressive movement so that we're focused on the right things. There we go. Good question, though. Try my best. Rose. (laughs) Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) You you, want to attack the same question? You want the next one? I want the next one. You You actually... um, you actually answered one of them or answered this one kind of earlier. So hopefully there's another one you got in there. So what's a myth, a rumor, or narrative that you want to uh, debunk right now? About cheer match? Yeah, about cheer match. Or maybe about your, your personal life. You're like, you know, I saw this online. Someone tweeted this about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's Gosh, let me think about that. Um yeah, I think I think we are like our foundation is transparency. So that's kind of what everything is formatted around. We obviously had all of, you know, coming up on our global match, that seems to be the hot topic of yeah. um, you know, people people jumping on and and you know, maybe doing the uh the cheating accusations uh mm-hmm. of teams that are participating. Those are all false, I can assure yeah. you. Everyone uses the app to film. <laughs> Everyone gets the two tries. <laughs> Um, but you know, when you see your favorite teams going head to head, obviously that opens up the conversation. Um, yeah. But that would definitely be one of the biggest uh, um, things I would love to debunk as we head into the global match. Everyone gets two Man. tries. People get really <laughs> passionate about their favorite world's team. Like when you they talk do. about their favorite world, yeah. they're like, yo, like there's no way. <laughs> that happens, I guess. All right, yeah. here we go. Um, and either one of you guys can answer this. Um, but where can our um, listeners, our audience, find you guys if they want more information on Cheer Match, where they can find you on um, social? You know, get you know, name all the platforms. Yeah, we're pretty much on every single platform: uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Now we just we just started Ooh. doing our first TikToks, um, just at Cheer Match, and then you guys can head over to our website, uh, www.cheermatch.com. Uh, and we will be happy to help you guys with anything you need. There we go. Guys, Kyle, Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show. You guys are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much for having us. We had fun. Dude, it's been a blasty blast. Maybe we'll do this, maybe we'll do this again <laughs> soon. <laughs> again, huge shout out to Josh, Kyle, and the whole Cheer Match crew. 
Thanks for coming on the show. You guys have got a great thing going there. Best of luck the rest of the season. Until next time, guys, 5, 6, 7, 8, we're out.